what a beautiful life I All that I've got is all that I need. I got you, baby, you got me. What more could I ask for? Beautiful life. Welcome to the Grace Cafe with Dwayne Lynch. Real talk in real times. Real situations with real people. Keeping the perspective on God's grace. And here we go again. I know people probably, probably um, by now trying to figure out why I always say that, but... I say that because that was one of uh, Chuck Brown's signature things to say. We go again. So that's why I say that all the time. But um, welcome back to the Grace Cafe. It's your man, D. And, uh, um, you know, grace has also been defined as an empowerment to get the job done. You know, you will find people who are grace to sing, grace to dance, grace to cook, and stuff like that. And 1 Corinthians 15.10 says that, By the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace toward me was not in vain. On the contrary, I worked harder than any of them, though it was not I but the grace of God that is with me. So um, I'm saying that because, uh, you know, in the early 80s, there was a ton of talent coming out of the D.C. area. And my guest tonight was one of those talents. She was and is a songbird who at that time sang in competitions and events with the likes of Stacy Lattisaw, Tommy Davidson, Wayne Ziggy Lindsay, who was Frankie Beverly's keyboard player for a long time. But as great and as, you know, as good as she was, you know, her life didn't go that way, you know. And in my opinion, she was graced to do something else. In my opinion, she was graced to be one of the best mothers I've ever known, and that's what we will be discussing, among other things tonight, is motherhood. You know, I've known this young lady for, for a number of years, and it is an honor to have her on the show, you know. The bonus to that is that she is my wife of 20 years, and the mother of my daughter. So, Grace Cafe, please help me welcome Miss Jackie Lynch. How's it going, Jack? Oh, it's good. <laughs> you good? Yes. Good. So, um, I have you on here, man, because, you know, I've, I've watched you as, you know, a mother and as a wife for, you know, over, for over the 20 years that we've been married and, you know, I've just seen you do things that, you know, 
that are extraordinary. And the thing is, is that, you know, you're, you're early in your life, your life is going a different, different way. And, uh, you know, I think, I mean, in my mind, uh, you would have been, you know, up there with Johnny Gale, Stacy Lattisaw, and people like that. But you chose, you know, motherhood as opposed to being, uh, you know, a singing star. And so that's what I wanted to talk to you about that today. Um, but, you know, first off, can you introduce yourself and probably tell us about your, you know, your early life? Well, my name is Jackie Lynch, and as he told you, I'm his wife. Um, my, um, my singing career started when I was in high school, and um, I had um, sang for our homecoming at H.D. Woodson, and I was very afraid because I didn't really think that I could do it, but my sister insisted that I did, that I get up there and do it. And so at the homecoming, I sang, and when I sang, they gave me a standing ovation, and I could not believe it, and it broke my fear. And so from that point on, you know, I said, oh, I can do this. Right. Good deal. Good deal. So you are... Uh... I don't know, did you travel or did you just, were you just, you know, locally in talent shows and things like that? Well, I did talent shows. Um, I was in a play as well. Afterwards, I had um, auditioned for a play um, at Dunbar High School and mm -hmm. it was called Hold It. Mm -hmm. And I was in, in the play, I was a jazz singer and I sang... Um, Good Morning Heartache by the late Billie Holiday. Right. And my accompanist was Wayne Lindsay, who, you know, also became the key, keyboard player for Frankie Beverly, Feature Maze. That's what's up. That's what's up. So, um, but your, um, your career didn't get and jump off, even though you've been singing. You know, over the years, even up to this point, you sing for for different people for weddings and funerals and mm -hmm. you know events and stuff like that. You know, you've been on praise teams and things like that. But at some point, your uh, your life took a took a turn, and uh, you decided to become a mom instead of pursuing your career what was that like well in 82 I gave birth to my first child and um, that was a change for me because um, like you say I was singing and I was going different places and singing and so when I gave birth to my daughter I um, I kind of slowed it down because change had come and becoming a mother is a big thing. It's, it's a big difference. You can't just get out there and go when you want to when you're single. Right. You become much more. So I um, I chose to just step back away from it and just spend most of my time just being a mom. Right. And you were um, you know, you were a single mom and 
you know, as long as I've known you, you've taken great care of your kids and, you know, you love them to a point that, you know, a lot of, you know, a lot of, lot, a lot of mothers or some mothers may not have gone that far. So, um, your life as a single mom, you know, how was that? What was that like? Well, you know, you, um, you get yourself into certain situations and one of them can be becoming a mother and, you know, not having someone when you think they're going to be there for you and they're not there for you, whether you can't sit back and, and just dwell on if and ands, you have to just keep it moving. And for me, I kept it moving. I had to, I got, I have children that I had, well, I had another son after I had my daughter and, mm-hmm. you know, they're depending on me, right. not on what ifs, they're depending on me. And so, you know, I just made it my business to make sure that I was going to give them the best that I could possibly give them because my dad and my mom gave me the best. Right, right. And that's what I watch you do. Um, I watch you uh, now. Uh, you went through some stuff. You know, you, 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 you had roadblocks and, you know, I want to say that one of the roadblocks for a minute was when you married me, but you had some before that. Can you tell us? Well, um, when I first had my daughter, after I had my daughter, um, I started, you know, interacting with some old friends, some friends that I um, went to school with. And interacting with those friends I went down a road that took me places that I I never would have gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and it changed for a while. It changed my life. It really changed my life. My daughter was still right there with me, but, you know, at times she was with my mom. Yeah. And so I had to make a choice in the road that I chose. I had to make a choice. Either I'm going to keep riding that road and lose my child or I'm going to pick myself up, brush myself off and start all over again, and which I did. And choosing that road, I kept moving. I never looked back. Right. And, um, you know, um, the extraordinary part of that is that some people have to, you know, go through programs and, and and detox and stuff like that, but it didn't happen like that for you. No, it didn't. What happened? Well, it was like this. I had looked at myself in the mirror one day and I didn't like what I saw. And just like I was looking at myself in the mirror, I straight and forward said, to myself in that mirror and to God. God, please take this away from me. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to feel like this anymore. I just don't want this anymore. Please take this away from me. 
And it sure is what I said. He did it. He did just what I asked him. He did it. You never looked back. And I never looked back. Amen. I never had the desire. I never looked back. Amen. All right. So at some point, um, I think I think I met you in 1986. I think it was at 1986. But um, the way my life was going at the time uh, when I met you, I went to jail shortly after that. And um, ironically, um, you were the you were a correctional officer yeah. in a facility that I came came to after I came back in town from you know from from the feds or whatever. But um, you know, we got together, and you know, you already had you already had two children. Yes. Right. And, you know, the amazing part, it was that, you know, I saw the care you gave to your children. Um, it was the care that you gave to your house. And, you know, I was attracted to those things. And, you know, I, um, you know, and eventually we got together and, you know, eventually you got pregnant with my daughter. And you also married me. Now, the thing is, is you know, is that which which I I for some people it will be bad memories, but I cherish these memories because you know it was what changed me. You know, because you not only became my wife, you also became my mother. You know. Now I used to say that all the time. You ain't my mother. You ain't my mother. But you always, you know, you you had this this care in you that was, you know, it was it was it was it was crazy. And so you went through, you know, even you know, going through single motherhood, um, addiction, and whatever else that you know, all the other things that you went through, but you also went through um, me going in and out of jail. You know, you went through an, an addiction with me and you still, you still were that mother that a lot of people don't get. And so um, I guess, you know, I'm, I guess what I want to ask is, is, you know, um, because my whole thing about this is that you were graced to be a mother. That's what I think. And, you know, not only to the children, but also, you know, you were a wife and like a mom to me, you know. And so what kept you, what, what kept you? with me when you could have left? I think what really, really kept me is what I knew, what I knew about you, what I knew 
that you have been through in your life um, as a little boy and as a teenager, what I knew about you, the hurt and the pain that you went through. And I said to myself, I just want to keep, I want to keep him safe. I want to let him know that somebody's there that loves him, regardless of what the situation is. There is somebody there that loves him. And whenever he has to run, he can run back here. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what you did. And I, I mean, and, you know, the thing about it was that, you know, I already, I already saw that kind of commitment and that kind of love with, with your children. You know, you didn't need, you know, you didn't need their fathers. And so, you know, about, I, I want to say about, five years in we was I mean just being real about the situation we were headed for you know headed for disaster divorce and all of that and you made a decision you know and the decision you didn't make it because of us you made it because of the children you know, and I'm I'm not gonna never forget this, and I'll tell this. You know, people you know be ashamed of certain stuff, but this was a turning point in my life, and I believe that God led you to do this to change me or to change my direction in life. And you know, at the time I was I was using, I was hanging in the streets, I was hustling, I was doing my thing, and. Uh, and I came home and you had this, <laughs> it's funny now, but you had this big chain on the gate with this big padlock on it. And you said that you can't come in here. And, you know, standing there, um, I saw, um, I saw our daughter behind you and you wouldn't let her come to the door and she was crying and, you know, she wanted to see me or whatever. And you said, no, you can't go to him. And then you said, you can't come in here. And so that was like the turning point in our, you know, not only in my life, but in our relationship. It was a turning point because at that, you know, at that Point, I knew right then and there that this wasn't about us. It was about the children. And it was about, you know, everything that was going on at the time. And I was like, okay, dude, you done really messed up now. And the thing was is that I just didn't want to uh, not, I couldn't not be around my child. And, you know, I was like, okay, this has to, and I, and I went to, I went to jail after that. And I remember writing you a letter and you saying, and telling you that one, I was sorry. Two, that it's okay. I understand what you did and why you did it. 
and that, you know, that I was going to get myself together, but you wouldn't have to worry about me not taking care of my child. And I said that based on, you know, previous situations that you had, but you said something else to me that, you know, struck struck a chord with me that I didn't expect you to say. And so, do you remember what you said? You, well, what you said was, um, I said, go ahead with your life and I'll see you when I get home and I'll make sure that I take care of my, my child. And you said, you wrote me a letter back and said, <laughs> you said, nigga, you tripping. I ain't going nowhere. And I was like, what? I didn't understand it, but, well, I, I want to say, can you tell me why you said that? Do you, do you know why you said that? If you don't, if you don't know, if you don't know that a person loves you mm-hmm. and that a person cares, then I, I really, you know, I really don't know because I don't know how far, how far do people say those words and really mean them? Right. So if it's so quick to to be said, and it's really, it's really not true, mm-hmm. and so you know, I've always tried to be sincere from my heart. Um, when it comes down to not just you, but to my children, when I, when I would say that I'm going to do something for you, oh, you can put your you can put your hand on it because I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. That's right. And they and I always wanted them to know they could always believe in me. Right. Yeah. I don't care what ever else is happening. They could always believe in me. If I tell them I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it. Yeah. And it really doesn't matter. Um, you know what I've noticed is that it re- it really doesn't matter what happens beforehand or up to that point when your family. Need. Well, you're not the kind of mother that's out of reach, you know, and, and it doesn't matter what happens. You love your children unconditionally, and that's, that's an awesome thing because a lot of people will write their children off, you know, for certain behavior or whatever, but you, you never do that, and you never did that with... Um, you never did that as long as I've known you, and you didn't change that because a lot of um, a lot of people, you know, a lot of women, what they'll do is um, when they meet somebody new, they'll change how they you know interact with their children or family or things like that, and you would never do that. And I appreciated that about you because you know I didn't want that's not what I wanted ever wanted and so um what I'm we're, we're gonna what I want to go into now at some point 
you know, like when uh, when when our daughter Dee was born, you know, I had a dream or revelation to go to church, right? And you chose to go with me, and so you know, we've been in church for a number of years, but a few years ago we, you know, ran into a message of grace. And I think that message of grace ties in to you a lot because because of you, you know, our lives have been graced with somebody that that loves us unconditionally, no matter what, no matter what we've done, said, anything like that. We were graced to have you. We were graced to have, uh, you know, they were graced to have a mother. That, they, that would do anything for them. They were graced to have a mother that took care of her home, kept them in nice clothes, that kept them in a clean house, that protected them from anything and everything. And I was graced to have a wife that, um, you know, that stood by me, and it's it, it me, and we've had good times, we've had bad times, we've had in between times, but through all of that, I just feel like we've been graced to just just to be together, you know what I mean, through whatever. So, in in your understanding of grace. Um, how does it, how do you think that it, it applies to you or us or our family? By me being, I think by me being that way and choosing to be that way and, and staying that way, um, grace has blessed me. If I can say that. Yeah. Grace has blessed me. Um, I've been blessed to just be giving. I'm a giving person and I will give. And it's in my heart to do that. Always. And so if I have, you have. If I have, they have. Okay. And it's not... Um, something that I just do just I do it because it's just it's just in me and by me being like that and and being there like that I think um God has blessed me with grace to get back what I've given he it it, it might not come right then but he always shows me um that he's happy with what I've done. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, we're going to wrap, we're going to wrap up, but I, before we go, you know, um, you said when you were in high school, you played, you, you was in, in a play. Yes. And, and you played what? 
I was in a play. It was called Hold It. Mm-hmm. It was a um, it was at Dunbar High School, and I was a jazz singer. Right. In this play, and um, one of the persons that I idolized, even though she was, she had an addiction to drugs. I loved her, her way of her music. I loved the way she would, she um, she would sing because I grew up around jazz because of my dad, mm-hmm. and so I loved Billie Holiday. And so when I heard that song, I chose to sing that song. And so I, in that play, I went to a thrift store and I found myself this nice dress. Mm-hmm. And I pinned my hair up and put a flower in my hair. Like Billie Holiday. Like Billie Holiday. Cool. And <laughs> when I stood on that stage, I sang that song. And so I went right into who I wanted to, I was portraying. Who was the song? Good Morning Heartache. Oh. Mm-hmm. So can you, like, go into that right now? Can you do that? <laughs> Are you serious? I'm dead serious. I'm dead serious. Okay. Because I'm, 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 I've been telling them, you know, through this whole thing, how, you know, what kind of singer you were. Yes. And you were a songstress. That's, that's, yeah. that's one of the things that hooked me. But, you know, um. Just a, just a taste of it, you know, okay. before we go. We got a couple of minutes All right. before we go out. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> mm. Mm. Good morning, heartache. You old gloomy side. Good morning, heartache. I thought we said goodbye last night. Well, I toast in turn until it seems that you had gone. But here you are with the dawn. Well, I wish, I wish I'd forget you. But you are here to stay. It seems I met you when my love went away. And now every day I start by saying to you, Good morning, a heartache. Who was new? Go ahead. <laughs> and there it is, people. Thank you for gracing my show with your presence and with your voice. And we will see you guys next time on the Grace Cafe. Peace. We out. This week's Grace Perspective. In a world like today, it's a rare occasion to be able to see young mothers like the ones that were around when I grew up. But they live on in memory to quite a few of us. And this song is dedicated to those who cherish that memory. What's up, family? You know, today's episode is a tribute to motherhood. 
My mom went home to be with the Lord back in 2003, and there's not a day I don't miss her and wish she was here just to talk to. Ephesians 6, 2 and 3 says, Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. So I dedicate this episode to my mom, my grandma, my wife, and every woman that goes beyond and above the definition of motherhood. Mothers are God's gift to us to love and nurture families. If you are fortunate to have your mom, honor her, respect her, and love her regardless. Life is way too short and tomorrow is not promised. After all, she is the gateway that gave you life. Thanks for tuning in. See you next time on The Grace Perspective. Peace. Sweeter than cotton candy. Stronger than Papa's old brandy. Always that needed smile. Once in a while, she would break down and cry. Sometimes she'd be so happy being with us and daddy standing the worst of times breaking the binds with just a simple song oh Sadie May don't you know still loving us all in your special way well well She's always winning, yeah. My, 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 my. I love you, I just can't forget how you gave me love. Oh, If there's a heaven up above, I know she's teaching angels how to love. It's a mean world. Thank you for tuning in to The Grace Cafe. Join us next week for The Grace Cafe. God bless.